podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's Monday morning. It's rather cold. I'm joined by Mr. Eddie Hearn. Listen, mate, it's 11 o'clock and you do look like you've just woken up. I haven't. The barnet looks like it's like a bit of a cockatiel. Have you noticed? It's a bit of a woo. Woo. Mate, you'd love to have my hairline, wouldn't you? I'd love to have your hairline. I will do next year when I have it all tidied up. Do you know what, right? I will say one thing, yeah. I felt so sorry for the ring announcer the other day. <laughs> no, honestly, I did, because what uh, a I felt so seen, sorry for him. Have you seen his apology uh, video as well? No, like, I haven't seen that, but I did feel for him, to be honest with you. Yeah. It I'm can sure. happen, can't it? it? It does happen. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, it's your responsibility, you know, and when you're in a job like that, it's your job to get it right. And when you don't get it right, and you you get it wrong in that kind of way, it's not the best. No, but we all and, listen. And and the fight was shit. So you know that yeah. that was the that was not the best spectacle. Didn't help. But no. and you know you 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 build this fight. You expect a great fight. You get a poor fight, and then you know the announcer does that, and then it's like oh my god, you know. So, but the fight was so average that actually the ring announcement was was the highlight, you know. But um, if Eddie, if the great Michael Buffer can refer to Darren Barker as Darren Baker, yeah, yeah, that's not as catastrophic as announcing a split decision and basically getting the city wrong where the fight is from. I mean, that was that was one of the biggest gaffes I've ever seen, but. Mistakes happen. We all make mistakes. Come on, even uh, you've made a few over the years. Of course, of course. And that you know, the MC again, he will. I mean, as actually as 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 many great things as Michael Buffer's done, people will always talk about Baker. So this MC just has to accept that people will always talk about him saying from the city of Philadelphia, Brooklyn. Sorry, you know, in in the announcement, but he'll come again. You know. Ain't the end of the world, is it? No, it ain't the end of the world. That's what I mean. So just listen, accept that mistakes happen. It took the dairy off the fight, though, didn't it? It did take the. It was a poor fight. It was a really poor fight. I mean, what was your assessment of the actual fight? Because it. I was like, you know, I mean, look, they've they've talked such a great game um, for months. You know, Danny was saying he's going to. You know, get him to respect him. He's going to do this, and you know. And I was expecting a really, really good fight. Gabe did choose. You know, he put some tactics together with with Freddie Roach, which was to box and be smart. But you know, it was just so flat. And I, I tweeted at the end of the fight saying, "No one deserved to win." I mean, who do I thought won the fight? I don't really know. I had arguments for each guy. Gabe boxed really well outboxed him a little bit at times and Danny had the more sort of telling punches but there weren't many of them it was just I sort of finished the fight saying who's I'd have no idea who's won and it was disappointing I can't lie you know there's no I watched the full 12 rounds it was 5 o'clock in the morning 
And I've just felt that, you know, Danny was very honest in his post-fight interview where he sort of said, I don't know, just the atmosphere and everything. I just felt like a sparring match at times. And that's what it looked like. It looked like two guys that had basically decided that I can get through this fight and win this fight by sort of not really getting involved and just moving around and boxing. It's not what we want to see. We want to see two geezers go in there to back up everything they've been saying and go and knock seven kettles out of each other. I mean, that is the fight. That's what we want as fight fans. You know, I'd, I spent two uh, nights this weekend being a fight fan, All right? So I was a fight fan watching our card from Florida, and I was a fight fan watching the BT card on Saturday night. And sometimes that's good for me to just to be the fan and sort of understand everything that's going on and digest everything that's going on. And as a fan, I was really disappointed with Jacobs against Rosado. Of course I was. And I think it was an opportunity for Danny Jacobs to go in and make a statement at 168 pounds and he didn't do it. But, you know, just like the MC, we all make mistakes. Sometimes you don't perform. Um, and Danny Jacobs is a tremendous fighter. And of course he'll, he'll land a big fight at 168. And, and for Gabe, you know, I, what did, he tweet, that, Ed? Sorry? what did Rosado tweet you? I can't remember. He tweeted you. He tweeted you. He, said, I, he responded to my tweet saying, "I just I don't think either fighter deserved to win." He's like, "How can I not deserve to win?" You know, I outboxed him. But the truth is, is Gabe had a chance in a closing rounds. I felt to close it out. You know what what Gabe was doing was relying on the fight to be very close and trying to nick it by just you know just staying out of trouble and boxing. This is my opinion as a fan. I actually think that if Gabe would have put his foot on the gas, Danny was so um, sort of unresponsive in the fight that if Gabe would have actually done a bit more, he might have deserved a victory. So he sort of said, I outboxed him. I'm not getting any credit for outboxing him, blah, 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 blah. But again, you know, I can only tell you as a fan, I thought it was a very average fight. Just honest opinion. So, um, Saturday night... Um, were you surprised about the result of the fight between Dubois and Joyce? Uh, I suppose so. I mean, again, I watched it as a fan. You know, loads of comments about, you know, the, what I was watching, but that's all kind of irrelevant to this conversation. Um, was I surprised? There, there were a few things that happened from the ring walks that made me think Joyce is going to win this fight. And during the fight, I was convinced that Joyce was going to win the fight from, from very early on the fight for, for multiple reasons. I was... I, I guess, it, again, like if you would have said to me, you have to pick a winner, I probably would have picked Dubois early. But I think there wasn't anyone in boxing that didn't say Dubois early or Joyce late. And when I saw certain things during the fight and during pre-fight, I was convinced Joe Joyce was going to win the fight. Um, Daniel Dubois obviously suffered uh, an orbital fracture. Did he? Yeah. I haven't seen any scans or anything. I don't know. I don't, I don't well, know. that's what the reports are, that he's uh, suffered yeah. nerve, nerve damage and an orbital fracture. A report from what? Well, that's what I've I've read. The same sources we get 
probably 99% of our information from Edward. No, I think most most people would post some kind of X-ray. I don't, I, I'm not a doctor, but it didn't look it looked like eye swelling to me. Not not necessarily a, a fracture, but who or do I know? But we'll see. I mean, I think um, the problem the problem was probably a little bit deeper than that. I mean, firstly, when he came out, I looked at him before the fright, and after the first round. You could tell he'd frozen, right? From the fourth round, I actually, I'll, I'll drop in my little, you know, I text AJ and I told him this body language is horrendous. The corner were telling Daniel Dubois after four rounds, I suppose, was it fourth round? This is the fight game. Come on. You got, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, we ain't even, we ain't even got started in a fight yet. So that tells you probably more than some people know because I, I it, it was very strange. And then also, of course, um, I don't think he had a... I mean, you need, you need a Mick Williamson. You need someone in a corner working on that eye. You know, you can't have the, the lead trainer trying so hard to focus the fighter and get the instruction in and working you know, hardly working with, with an iron at the same time. So for me, and, and, and I just watched him implode. And, you know, that was, like I said, from the first round, I could have told you Joe Joyce is going to win this fight. And that's, that's what surprised me because I thought I would, I would see, you know, Dubois look very dangerous in that period. But, you know, it just, when you break it down, it's easier, it's easier after, isn't it, to break down and go, it was just, He's just been very poorly brought through, Dubois. You know, he's never boxed above English level, English title level. That's the level that he's boxed at, right? And then you step to a guy who is, I think, quite, you know, definitely top 15 in the world in Joe Joyce. And he just wasn't ready for it. I think Sam Jones was 100% right, which was he hasn't had the middle fight. You know, and he wasn't ready for Joe Joyce. He wasn't good enough. He didn't have the heart. He didn't have the ability to beat Joe Joyce because he's never been put in that situation before. And when you want to gamble, you know, why, why make that jump when you're not ready? He was just thrown in because they wanted to do a pay-per-view originally and then they wanted a big fight and everyone believed he could win and they believe in the hype. But all you've been doing is knocking over people in easy fights. So at some point you have to make that jump, but when you're bringing a fighter through that's so important to, you know, your broadcaster or, or your business, you just have to make the right jumps at the right time. And unfortunately, the, the matching's been so poor that they never gave him a, you know, a Bryant Jennings or a, even a Lemroy Thomas, you know, or a um, who else did Joe Joyce fight? I can't remember now. Bryant Jennings. You know, Ustinov, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Joe's often, sorry? Stavern. Stavern, yeah. Joe's, Joe's level was, you know, was much, especially the Bryant Jennings fight, because Bryant Jennings is a good fighter. But that was the perfect fight for Joe Joyce, Bryant Jennings. And Daniel has just boxed the English title level. So I think it's very difficult to, you know, as a, a non fighter, to start saying he quit, he done this, he done that. You have to really listen to the fighters. 
opinions. And the fighter's opinions was, of course, he 100% quit. I mean, he sat on his knee and he looked the referee in the eye and he let him count to 10 and he never got up. But any normal person would probably do the same. You know? But we're not fighters. And, and that's, that's not the game. So, you know, I, I, I never think that we, we should criticise fighters and say, he quit, he did this, he did that. But the fighters will tell you that he quit. But unfortunately, fighters are very special people. And to them, what he did was unacceptable. But to the normal person, you know, I don't have a problem with the fact that he quit because it's tough. But I ain't tough. To be a great fighter, you've got to be extremely tough. And you don't, to be a great fighter, you don't look the ref in the eye and let him count you to 10 when you've been put down from a jab. David Dubois is a great fighter. 23 years, though, he can, he can come back from this. 100%. You know, he's a, he's a great talent. It's not his fault that, you know, he never got the experience or he wasn't brought through properly. You know, he, he got put into a fight because everybody believed the hype that he was the real deal. So he'll come again. He's a, he's a very talented fighter if he wants to come again. Because again, it comes back to the body language that I saw. Everything that I saw was not the good was not good signs that this it, that he has, you know, what it takes to go and fight the big big level heavyweights. But he's very young. He's a very good fighter, you know, and he should come back and you know have a couple of eight rounders, get a bit of confidence back. I think. You know, maybe fight for the British title once it becomes vacant. You know, fight. Good. I mean, Fabio Wardley against Daniel Dubois. You know, good fight. But the but everyone's going to fancy it now. No one fancied it before because he was bowling everyone over. Now everyone's going to look at Daniel Dubois like he has a significant weakness. And the reality is that Daniel Dubois got hit by nothing from Joe Joyce, really, other than a jab. And that was enough to beat him and make him quit. Talk about let's put some respect on Joe Joyce's name. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe Joyce, fantastic win for Joe Joyce. Is he ready for an Alexander Usyk, in your opinion? I think so. Yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe's getting on. And Joe is, I've said before, when you watch Joe Joyce, I mean, if you've never seen Joe Joyce fight before, and I, even seeing it in the first couple of rounds, a lot of my mates who don't really watch boxing goes, Who's this geezer? But they don't understand. He's fucking tough as old boots. His engine is unbelievable. And actually, he boxed really well. And again, shout out to Steve uh, Brown, the, the trainer. Done a great job stepping up to the plate. That went right under the radar, his part in that. Exactly. And um, Joe's just a strong, strong, tough man. I mean... Dubois a puncher. Dubois hit him with everything he had. He didn't even, he didn't blink. Right? So Joe Joyce is a handful. He's going to be very difficult to beat. But he's also 36, something like that. Or 34 or 5. Yeah, 35, 35. So he's got to, he's got to go. And Sam and everyone, they want him to go. They don't want him to defend the British title. So I don't, you know, if I'm if I'm a Sam and the team, yeah, I'm looking at the WBO and saying if that belt comes up, I might be put in a position to fight Alexander Usyk for the vacant title. And, and they should take that 100%. He's boxed him before in the WSBs. 
you know, and it's going to be the same story as in a lot of those fights. Usyk's probably going to box uh, Joe Joyce's ear holes off, but Joe's got to do what he does, come forward. Joe's a big lump. And Joe's got to, you know, keep trying to beat him up, beat him up, pressure, pressure, pressure. But, you know, I think, I mean, everything was against him, wasn't it? You know, you got... Uh, Frank Warren, BT, they've stuck an absolute fortune into Daniel Dubois. A fortune, because he was, you know, everything they were doing was resting on this young man. And that's why they made the mistake of pushing him just a little bit too fast before he was ready. But for Joe, Joe was an opponent. You know, I mean, you know, he was walking out first. He was, you know, and, and even after in the interview, it's very, it is difficult. You know, when you've got two guys going in and you clearly want one to win, like Saturday, because I've had it, I mean, a good example was maybe Frotch against Groves. You know, when you're working with both guys, but Carl Frotch was my guy. Like, he, you know, I, I can't say that I didn't want him to win because I did want him to win. It didn't mean you don't wish the other fellow, I've given you the opportunity, but, and that was the same in that situation. They didn't want Joe Joyce to win and you could see that after. And, you know, it was... Um, it was a massive win for him, massive win. And, and um, you know, old little Sam Jones, he's a funny bastard because he does a great job. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but he looks after his fighters. He pushes for his fighters. And it was his night. They got the night, you know, Adam Morley, Sam Jones, Joe Joyce, Steve Broughton, you know, all of that team, they had their night on Saturday. So let them enjoy it. And, and they deserve it. They deserve the success. They won it against the odds. You know, what was it? One judge had, uh, I think, gave Daniel Dubois the first five or six rounds. So, you know, it was, they were up against it. And I'm, I'm delighted for him. Delighted for him. Because he's very unassuming, Joe, isn't he? You know, even in your interviews, I saw some of his interviews with Umar after. I thought it was hilarious because he weren't jumping up and down and singing. No, it, you know, just was, yeah, yeah. One, I think he's a very likable guy. Um, did you watch any of the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones exhibition? When I woke up, I went to bed after the um, Dubois fight and then I woke up and I watched it. It looked all right. I mean... I only saw maybe a minute of clips from the Tyson fight, but he looked all right, you know. I mean, no one got hurt, which is a good thing. I thought, I mean, it was, I could imagine hardcore fight fans, like through that show, you know, with the rappers, with the Snoop Dogg commentary. You with, should get Snoop Dogg for one of I your No, but I can imagine like the hardcore fans were absolutely having kittens. But I thought it was, it looked, from what I saw, it looked like a very entertaining all-round show. You know, it's not going to be for everyone, is it? But I would imagine that if you're not a, a true hardcore fight fan, it would be probably quite enjoyable. Um, I'll tell you who's going to be a problem for the division. Jake Paul. Jake Paul, mate. <laughs> Jake, I told you in all my interviews, Jake Paul can fight. I'm not saying that Jake Paul's going to go and you know, obviously win a world title or anything like that. But Jake Paul can beat, can beat professional fighters. To what level, I'm not so sure. But I've, you see, it was not. 
Jake Paul against Conor McGregor. What do you think? What, as a fight or... You're not asking me who wins that fight, are you? In a boxing match. Different weights anyway. But, um, no, Jake can fight. Jake can fight. And again, another, another thing where people just, the hardcore fight fans just can't stand it. But you can't ignore the eyeballs he's bringing to the sport and KSI and Logan Paul and all these people. So I said, this is why I've done it. You know, now YouTube boxing is like, it's like, it's a thing. It's like, mate, i done it. But i done it. I weren't even first. But I've seen it. I know, I know how it works. I know the numbers and it's phenomenal. But it's how many can you find that can really fight? And you found one and KSI can fight. <coughs> Logan Paul can fight a bit, but Jake Paul can really fight. I mean, you know, he, and he puts the work in. So do you have any interest in uh, trying to promote Conor McGregor against Jake Paul? Yeah, fucking right. But listen, Jake Paul against KSI is a monstrous fight. Monstrous fight. Could we see that in 2021? I think so. Yeah. I mean, again, everyone just, I mean, it's just about the money. These boys want on their absolute fortunes because they know the eyeballs they're bringing. Um, fight week for you here in the UK. Yeah. Um, Billy Joe Saunders, Martin Murray, um, James Tennyson, again, O'Reilly, Shannon Courtney on the bill. Is Leron Richards going to be on the bill? Yeah, Leron Richards will be on the bill, just finalising the opponent. We've got him and uh, we'll announce that later today. Um, also, Zach Parker against Cesar Nunes, um, Louis Edmondson, in a good fight actually against Telford. Just, and Dante Dixon. So both two of Billy Joe Saunders' his charge that he got me to put on the card. Going to kick off the night. And then you're going to have Lerone Richards. You're going to have Zach Parker. Shannon Courtney has a very, very tough fight to come back to as well. You've got a brilliant world, world title eliminator in James Tennyson against O'Reilly. I think O'Reilly's number eight in the WBA. Tennyson's 10. It's a really, really good fight. And then you've got Billy Joe Saunders against Martin Murray, which, you know, I tweeted yesterday and basically said it's... <laughs> Big statement required versus last roll of the dice. That's that's what this fight is. You know, it's a fight that was supposed to happen what a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, Martin Murray should have been crown world champion at least once in his career. He hasn't been. This is his last roll of the dice, and I expect a tough fight for Billy Joe Saunders because I said to Billy, winning's not enough in this fight. You've got to look devastating. You've got to make, make a statement to the division. And it's going to be difficult to do that against Murray, who's going to be so motivated in this fight, you know, for many different reasons, for, you know, could the passing of Oliver Harrison, you know, the fact that he knows this is his absolute last chance. He'll throw the kitchen sink at Billy Joe Saunders. And I'm, I'm expecting a really good fight. No one, I'm surprised how few people give Murray absolutely any chance. You know, I see the responses. I'm like, oh, you know, easy fight for Billy Joe. If I'm being critical of Billy Joe. I'm saying, show me a fight at 168 where Billy Joe's looked good. You know, when he won the title, it weren't a great performance. He had a poor performance in LA last time out. You know, he flew over late. But it, the fact is, he's done nothing yet at 168 that Martin Murray should be looking at saying, blimey. They fancy it. Murray fancies it. Jamie Moore fancies it. They all believe that they can get Billy Joe Saunders at the right time. And in that environment, behind closed doors, anything can happen. 
So I'm looking forward to a good fight on Friday night. Um, and then obviously next week, mm. AJ Pulis. Will you complete the card this week? Yeah, weeky bum time. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that card all up and running. I think there's a couple more to add. On our finish now goes Saunders against Murray, Joshua against Pulev. And we have our Italian card on the following Thursday. Patera against Boschera, Gamalia Fire fighting for the European title. Then we have Golovkin against Zerometa on the 18th. And then we have Smith against Saunders, uh, sorry, Smith against Canelo on December the 19th. So it's a massive run in till the end of the year. Of course, next week with AJ, it's just, you know, squeaky bum time. It's behind closed doors or what might not be behind closed doors, but in front of very few What's people. What's the update on that, Eddie? The update is we have plans pretty much ready to go to bring a thousand people to that show, subject to council and venue approval. But you will get an announcement for us later this week about what, which, what we hope will be that a thousand tickets will be available to watch AJ on December 12th. Well, hopefully, we're moving in the right direction with this. Fingers crossed. Okay, have you got anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, not really. Just I think boxing's flying. I think everyone's talking about boxing, you know. Um, and we've got a huge finish to the year. And then we can just put our feet up for a couple of weeks, have Christmas, enjoy the time with the family, and then crack on for a monstrous 2021 where we go global. Just a quick one, Ed. With, with your January shows, is your first one back in the UK going to be on the 23rd of Jan? 23rd or the 30th, yeah. Are you doing the 23rd and the 30th? Probably, yeah. 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 So Dillian White on one and then Josh Kelly Evanesian on the other. And Florian Marku has obviously joined the team as well. well. I'm trying to get Florian Marku on the AJ card, just a little nip in for a little tear-up. Um, but the fight I want to make for the Kelly Evanesian card is Florian Marku against Ryland Charlton. Charlton, yeah. And that'll be a fucking cracker. So, yeah, I think both guys are up for that. We'll look to finalise that with Sam and the team. And then um, look forward to this. And we've got some great 147 pounders. We've obviously signed Florian Marku, Connor Ben, Josh Kelly. Danny Yalusinov looked outstanding on Friday night. He's ready for anyone in the division. And uh, I think it's exciting times. Okay, Edward, we'll see you in the bubble this week. When are you getting in? I'll be in the middle of the week. Okay, I shall see you there. See you there. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.